Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. I'm Anthony Kent. And I'm Derek Morris, and we're glad you're with us today. Whether you're a pastor of a congregation or a lay leader in your local church, God wants you to be a great Christian leader. And at the very foundation of that ministry is your personal relationship with God. So, Anthony, I'm excited about the topic today. It's a wonderful topic. We're looking at how to build a meaningful devotional experience. And as you mentioned, that really is foundational in, a, in the daily experience of a Christian. And, you know, I recognize that, that our viewers, they have a relationship with God. So I, I, I assume we're talking about how to strengthen that, how to, how to develop that to, to a new level. Exactly. And growing it on a daily level as well. So it's a, a perpetual experience in, in each person's experience. So who life. are our special guests today? Well, we have Jerry and Janet Page. And uh, you can see from their life, from their experience, that they do have a dynamic relationship with Jesus Christ. And I'm just thrilled that we can have them as guests today. And I appreciate so much that it's founded in the Word of God. I'm sure we'll hear more about that in the program today. I'm sure you will. Thanks so much, Derek. And we want to thank you for joining us as well today. Stay right tuned. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic is how to build a meaningful devotional experience in our guests, Jerry and Janet Page. Janet and Jerry, thanks so much for joining us. It's great Thank to you. be here, Anthony. Thank you. Now, just for the benefit of our viewers, tell us a little about yourself. Janet, would you like to go first? Well, I do the prayer ministries for the World Church. Fantastic. I also work with uh, pastor families. Terrific, yeah. Yeah, and my title is ministerial secretary, but I'm, I'm a pastor, first of all, and working to resource and help pastors, elders around the world with the team we've got. You're one of them, Anthony. <laughs> and it's a pleasure working with you. Yeah, it really is. It is. Yeah. Now, let's, let's go right into this. Why is a devotional experience important? <laughs> well, it's kind of like saying, why should Janet and I spend time together if we're going to be in love and married? Uh, if you're going to have a relationship with Jesus, with the Father, with God that takes time and it takes uh, getting to know that person and spending time with them. I think of Jesus. Uh, why would Jesus, who was God, is God and became man, why would he spend so much time with the Father? Because he needed strength, he needed all the things the Father brought him. Yeah, and there is that relationship component yeah. there, isn't there? Yeah. And for Janet, for you, Janet, why? Why, why? is the devotional experience so important? Oh my, it's my joy, it's my mm. life. I can't imagine trying to exist without spending time with God. It's what I look forward to every day. Mm. I, I literally schedule my life around being able to spend time with God. Wow, wow. And which has gotten harder now that we're working at the World Church headquarters because we're on a plane a lot, especially at night. Yeah. But it's actually in some ways been good. I, be, being on the plane just becomes a sanctuary with mm. God, mm. sitting there by the window. Well, other people are sleeping. I just have really a long time with God when it's an 18-hour flight. <laughs> and let's, let's follow that through a little more because we really want to spend our time on the how mm. of a devotional, how to build a meaningful devotional experience. How do you do it? What, what would you recommend? Well, I don't know. I know some things that have really helped me, Anthony, to have joy and to make mm -hmm. it fun, uh, exciting. 
instead of drudgery and just something you do because you're supposed to. Um, I don't know, some years ago I, I came to realize I was praying, I was having my devotional time, but I wasn't spending enough time really focusing on Jesus, focusing on God, uh, praise. You know, the Psalms 100 says, you enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. For me, the beginning my time really praising him, adoring him, focusing on God himself, his promises, that changes the whole atmosphere for me. And it, I think it even changes my mind physiologically, perhaps. They, they say these endorphins shoot out and whatever when you praise, when you think about God. So I like to start that way. It really brings joy to me. Okay. The way to do that, at least for me, is to use the Bible, uh, especially the Psalms, but actually all through the Bible. I've marked all these promises, mm -hmm. and to use those just, just thanking God, thanking God mm -hmm. that He saved me through <clears throat> Jesus Christ and uh, that He saved me out of the pit, as it talks about in Psalms 40. And you know, that sounds like, oh, that's boring, but really, it, it fills you with a joy and a hope and a happiness. Mm -hmm. It's like sometimes you feel like your heart's going to burst. It's like you can't handle God giving you any more joy. Mm. Now, do you have a, a regular go-to psalm or do you, do you go shopping each day from the, <laughs> the list? Or Tell us about that. How do you pick a psalm? I usually read through them just start, you know, Psalms 1 and just keep working my way through. Okay. But at times, God just leads me to one that He wants me to read. And that's what's so amazing to me about God's Word is you're having a problem, you're struggling with something, and you go to spend time with Him, and, and you open your Bible to go to where you normally read, and it'll come open to something that just speaks to you what you need right now. Yeah, sometimes it's in what you're reading, you know, every day, but sometimes it's just where it opens up. And you're not trying to do that. I don't know how he does it, but I know he's done it for Jerry yeah. and I and our kids, other people over and over. You think about it, it's the God of the universe that intimately wants a relationship with us. It's just incredible. Yeah, yeah, it is amazing, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Sometimes I'm reading through a book and I, I'm always looking in that chapter or that verse, we're doing Revive by His Word, just reading through the Bible as a world church right now. And I, I want to look in that chapter. What is it I can praise you about personally, Father Jesus? You know, and look for it in there. But sometimes I do. I, my Bible's marked. I just open it in the Psalms and I just let God take me where I need to go. So it seems a little mystical, but the reality is somehow He takes you sometimes to just what you need for that day in a way that assures me that He is there, that He's alive. Mm. And that's what, to me, the devotional life's all about, really, is personal yeah. relationship. You know, I'm consistently reading through the Bible. Yeah. I didn't mean just that I'm not, but I'm doing the Revive by His Word, but before that even started, I was already reading through the Bible, so I do two <laughs> things. So I read a little bit in the New Testament as well as the Old. Right, okay. But you know, it's not always been that way. You know, I, I've grown up in, in the church, and, and my dad was a minister, and, and I went to Christian schools, and I learned about God, but it really did not come, become really meaningful to me. It, it's almost like it's something you do. You got to mm. do and you feel guilty if you don't do it and you got to do this. Mm. When it really became meaningful was when I started praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit in my life. And I, by that time, you know, I was in my 30s when I realized I even needed to pray that. But it, it's like God's Word started speaking to me and just mm. came alive. Mm. It, it seems to me that you're... You're making yourself vulnerable to God in, in your devotional experience. You're opening the text and you're allowing God to lead you wherever. And then you're asking God to pour out His Spirit on you, which is also making changes as well. 
Yeah. You know, to me, that's, that's a very significant thing. It is, and I, I ask him in the Word to take me where I need to go for confession, for mm -hmm. instruction, for uh, comfort. You know, it all depends. Sometimes, you know, I've had a bad day the day before and I'm feeling guilty because I know I sinned and, you know, all this. And I think God's probably going to really be upset and, and rebuke me and everything. Instead, that's often the day he'll lead me to a major comfort and grace passage. The day when I think I'm doing pretty well, it's time to talk to me about self-righteousness. <laughs> you know, and so that's, and that relationship again, he's just always way ahead of me. Yeah. And he's putting me where I belong. In fact, I really like this statement from uh, a book called The Testimonies, Volume 6, 392 and 3. It says, the word of the living God is not merely written, but spoken. The Bible is God's voice speaking to us just as surely as though we could hear it with our ears. If we realize this, with what awe would we open God's word? And with what earnestness would we search its precepts? The reading and contemplation of the scriptures would be regarded as an audience with the infinite one. And I often, when I open the Bible and start my worship, I'm praising, but then I say, Lord, please speak to me today. Whatever you need to say to me, out of these verses I'm reading, uh, take me where I need to go, but let, let me know you're alive. Let me know this is personal. And it's amazing, I have a journal full of times when he spoke to me just the problem I was dealing with or just this sin I needed to confess or whatever. And those to me are precious way markers that he's alive and that he wants that time to, yeah. to instruct me and to help me, counsel me. And you know, to me, the wonderful promise is, is that not only will he speak to Christians, mm. but even people that have doubts, yeah. you know, that sincere That's prayer right. that, that perhaps an, an agnostic might pray, you know, God, if you're really there, make yourself known. Mm -hmm. To you me, will. this is one of the, the beautiful things <laughs> of a devotional experience. It's not just for a Christian. Mm -hmm. It can bless and benefit people who might not even consider themselves to be Christians. Right. That's yeah. true. One thing we were doing in the conference we were at before, working with youth a lot, uh, that they would take them up into the mountains for a week of backpacking ahead of some other things they did for a couple more weeks, but they would send them out by themselves into nature with their Bible up in the mountains and nobody else around and just ask them to ask God to speak to them and go into the Bible. Amazing some of the testimonies that would come back and it really began spiritual life for many of these kids because they just never really thought God would speak to them or knew them personally and uh, it's just life-changing and it can happen to all of us. Yeah. But it, it didn't end there. Uh, mm -hmm. If you really want your spiritual life to grow, you've got to be doing something for God. Mm -hmm. um, with those youth, we would then do a week of teaching them how to witness, how to do service, just teaching them more how to do Bible study and small group study. And then the third week, we'd teach them and take them out into a city and have them do service outreach witnessing. And that's when it would clinch mm. how to keep their spiritual life al alive. You can't just, just study the Bible and pray every day. You're not, you're not going to mm -hmm. want to do it. It's when you get involved in loving and serving others that makes God's Word come alive in your life. Wow, that's valuable. I'd like to pull that thread a little more, and uh, we'll do that right after this very short break. Okay. So stay right, right where you are. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is how to build a meaningful devotional experience and our guests, Jerry and Janet Page. Janet and Jerry, we, we were exploring earlier the how of building a devotional experience with God, a, a powerful one. Now, take us and, and lead us a little more in this. 
we've looked at making ourselves available to God, opening the Psalms and perhaps other passages of the Bible mm. and letting him speak to us, confessing at times, praying for the Holy Spirit and then acting. Mm -hmm. What more can you share with us? Well, I know for me, one of the things that is an obstacle or an obstruction to my devotional life is when I have something that I know I should confess and I don't want to. Yeah, it uh, keeps me from praying, keeps me from wanting time with God. It's sort of like Janet and me. Once in a while, you wouldn't believe this, we look so perfect, but once in a while we disagree, we have something happen. I can't imagine in our marriage. That. Yeah, it's just hard <laughs> to imagine. But, uh, you know, if we leave that un confessed, if I don't apologize, if I've hurt her somehow, it, it brings a wall in our relationship until we get that cleared up. Same with God. Yeah. So for me, after adoration and all, I do want to take the time. And for me, it, I'm, I'm, I need to listen more in prayer mm. rather than talk so much. Same with life, I suppose, for me. But uh, let God bring out of me, bring through the Word or in my heart what it is I need to ask forgiveness for, for myself. It's mm. not as much for Him. He forgives me readily. But um, I need to, to be sure that I'm willing to let him make me willing to change those things. If I don't follow the word once he speaks to me, then it will build a wall in our relationship. Just the same as if Janet says, you know, I really hate it when you do this and I just keep doing it. You know, it's going to hurt our love relationship. Mm -hmm. so. Is that a hard thing to do sometimes, Jerry? Oh, very much. I, and again, it can keep me from praying because I think, well, if I go to God, he's going to want me to change this thing. And I really don't want to. So then I have to just be honest and I have to say, God... I don't really want to talk to you about this. I don't want to change, but make me willing. He said he will work in us both to want and to do of his good pleasure, Philippians 2.13. So. Wow, yeah. So, we spend this devotional time together. We pray, we make ourselves available to God. We're confessing. What, what, what else do you do in your devotional experience to make it meaningful? You know, I found, as I, in as much as I've been doing this, it still happens, is I'll start reading God's Word and I'll get those thoughts that say, you know, you, you don't have time to read that much. You need to read pages and pages to really get a deep understanding. Mm -hmm. You don't have time to do a deep, deep study right now. And it's like, it's not going to be meaningful if you can't do that. And I've become convinced over the last several years, that's Satan's lies. Mm -hmm. He's trying to, to deceive us all to thinking that. Even if we just read one verse and keep going over and over that one verse, because I don't know how it is with you, but, but a lot of times when I'm, I've got so much work I gotta get done, I cannot concentrate on reading God's Word. Mm -hmm. And it's like I'm going, help God, you know, I, I can't even focus on it because I keep thinking about the things I need to get done. And so I'll just take one verse and keep going over it and over it and say, Lord, make it mm. meaningful to me. Mm. And he'll do that. But it, it's good to read all of the Bible. But don't let believe Satan's lies that if you only have time to read a passage, you're not going to get something out of it. This is Jesus' very life, yeah. his, his healing power mm. coming mm. into us. Yeah. And why is it, though, what, what he was talking about? You know, they, there are uh, theologians that I've known uh, one in particular that, that uh, knew the Hebrew and Greek backwards and forwards, and yet they abused their kids. Why? Why they know the Bible inside and out? And it's because I believe they're not doing what Jerry's talking about. They're just learning and knowing all this, but they're not letting the heart change happen. Yeah. I can Psalms 139, you know, I try to pray that all the time, of asking you know, God to, uh, to search my heart. Mm -hmm. Oh God, know my heart. 
try me and know my anxiety and see if there's any wicked way in me. You know, just hit me the other day, it says, try me. So when I'm praying that, you can expect wow. he's going to do things to try you, yeah. to bring out just all the evil that's in my heart. Mm. The beautiful part is, like Jerry said, is God always comes in and loves you mm. and, and helps you. And mm. Janet, I think you've provided us with an incredibly valuable insight. There can be the temptation from the evil one to make it superficial, yeah. to, to make it light and fluffy. You know, I don't have time for this. Lord, you, you and I know that we're okay. Yeah. Um, but to, to pray for meaning. Anthony, have you ever been reading God's Word <laughs> and all of a sudden, this maybe it's just me, but this thought starts coming, you need to, you shouldn't have done what you did, you need to apologize to that person, or, or just something you need to stop doing, and I'll, that thought starts coming, I go, I don't want to hear this, and so I'll start reading God's Word all the faster. Yeah. Just, oh, this Distract is really me, good. Lord. Distract <laughs> me, Lord. Distract me. This is really good. Totally avoiding the fact God's speaking to me. Mm. And you know, I, I have stifled my experience with God too long doing that. And I've tried over the last several years, just, okay, God, you're speaking. I don't want to hear it. Like Jerry was saying, but give me the strength, God. Yeah. And he yeah. does. It's just by focusing on Jesus, the passages. And hearing him and being willing to hear and process it and responding appropriately. But he gives me the strength That's to process right. it. Yeah. For me, it's I've got to focus almost every day mm -hmm. on Psalm 22, mm -hmm. Isaiah 53, or Matthew 27 that's about Jesus dying on the cross. Yeah. Thanks, Janet. We want to follow these thoughts through. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our guests today, Jerry and Janet Page, and our topic is how to build a meaningful devotional experience. Now, Jerry, I know that you keep a prayer journal. Yeah. Tell us a little about how you do it and what you do. Oh, that's one of my, my most precious experiences with God. I just have a ring notebook, basically. It's just a notebook. And I don't write every day. I'm not writing long letters to God. But what I do is when I'm in the crisis, when something's going on, I write down that and I leave room to, to share the answer. But whenever I'm looking back over the last few days even, I, I'd say, what has God been doing? And I write down the highlights, the answers to prayer, the promises that uh, He's given me, something from His Word. So I put down the high points in my journal because I don't remember very well. I know I, mm. the beginning of every year, January 1, I always sit down, I go through my whole journal and kind of do a summary outline like I used to do in school. And I tell you, when I get done on January 1 of doing that, I'm so pumped because I forgot all these things God did for me and now so, I remember. So you reflect on the, the year that's just gone yeah. and see how God has responded through that year. And I, I've forgotten so many of the things like, yeah. like Israel of old. So I, I need that journal to remember. But man, I, I really highlight those big ones that happen. They become way markers. They're mm. great things for me and I just really enjoy them. So. Yeah, yeah. And Janet, what, what do you do? Well, the same thing. Back when I was talking about before, when I started praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and mm -hmm. also other people started praying for me. They didn't know I had a spiritual problem, but they did, because God led them to. And my life started changing. I, I was enjoying God's Word. And I enjoyed it so much, I started sharing it with friends and, and neighbors about what God was saying and all. And then it stopped. And I started asking God, why aren't you speaking to me through the Word? You know, I like it when you talk to me. It's, it's just words now. It took three days of asking God. Finally, just that, that impression came. Then He showed me through the Word in the Old Testament, you don't care about what I show you. 
And I said, well, yes, I care about what you show me. I get all excited. I share it with people. He said, no, if you cared, you'd write it down. And he started showing me how Israel forgot. What was their biggest problem? They forgot. They forgot what God had said. They forgot what God had done mm. over and over. Mm. And the Lord really let me know, I want you to write down what I've done in your life, what I'm saying to you. I want you to remember it because it becomes your testimony, it becomes your way marker in life. And then God uses that for you to witness to others. Mm. I've had a couple of obstacles happen to me. One of them is I'd get done praying and I'd feel more depressed and unhappy. You know, we're talking about oh, really? joyful, meaningful devotional life. So if yeah. I spend time in the Word and praying, I should be happy. But what I've discovered is that we've been told Satan's, one of his main works is to get us to focus away from Jesus mm. on ourself, our faults and our uh, problems, our weaknesses, or on other people's sins or on things of this world, whatever, anything away from Jesus and even our own salvation. We can be very conscientious, but we're worried about that so much that our prayer life becomes self-centered. And I've discovered I need, that's why I need to keep focusing on Jesus. I need to think about others and their needs. I need to take time after reading to really pray and let him tell me who do I need, who he needs me to pray about today mm. and pray for their needs. And that, that unselfishness is what I need more of in my prayer life. I, I struggle with it, but that and just enough time, you know, to, to really sit, wait for counsel and not rush through his presence with all the work and distractions. That's, that's a big danger to me too. It's just not enough time. I need to plan mm. for that. That's a valuable point. So it's mm -hmm. not a, an introverted experience. No. It's, it's a looking out experience, looking towards God and looking towards others. Trusting yeah. Him. Yeah. You know, some people dread when they say, oh, I got to have devotions. They think they've got to pray through this long list. It's not about praying through a long list. It's about taking your Bible and getting happy with God, mm -hmm. letting God lead you to praise Him, mm -hmm. to confess, to intercede for others. You know, to ask God, what's on your heart, Lord? How can I join you in this great controversy? And God will tell you what He wants you to pray about. Yeah. More than that, He'll tell you what He wants you to do. Mm, mm. Now, our time is quickly going, but just in 30 seconds, do you have a favorite place? Do you have a, a, a favorite time that you find? He stole my place. <laughs> he stole? to do this to me. <laughs> Because, yeah. you know, he, he'd, he'd been having his worships for years and he'd have it in his little study. And when I started having mine, this was, you know, quite a while ago now, but I was doing it in the living room with this big picture window and I'd look out the window and watch the sunrise come up. And mm -hmm. he liked that. He said, oh, that's good. So, so he took it over. So I'm in the living room and she's in a little study. I'm in a little study. <laughs> <laughs> so this self thing has risen up again, up and you can see. But, no, I think it's, it's okay. each person, but I do know that it's helpful if you don't have too many distractions. I mean, already cell phones and everything, we need to shut that oh, stuff yeah. off because yeah. we get distracted so quickly. That's one of my biggest dangers. And, and I need to really listen and I need to talk to him. And, and so a, a place that is quiet and somewhat um, undistracted is the best. If you're not going to journal, uh, you know, it helps to keep from getting distracted to write out your prayers. But if you don't, to pray out loud. Mm -hmm. That helps you not to get so distracted. Plus, I think it does something unleashing God's power. Yeah, keep focused. But Jerry, you know, we'll, he'll start, I'll hear him start singing out in the living room and I'll be singing back in the oh, bedroom. Have mercy. Would you like and neither one of us can sing, but... <laughs> But it's, it, it's just yeah. a worship experience with our God. Yeah. You know, a lot of people try to, I know you need to quit probably, but a lot of people try to eat healthfully yes. so they won't get heart attacks and they won't have cancer. I love to try to eat mm. healthfully. I don't always succeed at it, but I try to. So I'll have the energy, mm. it, you know, to exercise. So I'll have the energy to get up when God wakes me up to spend time with Shut him. Shut off the TV, go to bed a little earlier and so yeah. that you can get up and, and have a mind that God can speak mm. to. Don't eat that heavy fat supper. <laughs> 
We can so it's on. important, <laughs> I'm sure, it's important that we, we do prepare ourselves yes. and uh, prepare our diaries, mm -hmm. prepare a place. Have everything ready so you're not searching the house for your pen or your yeah. Bible. Mm. Have it all together in one place. Valuable insights. Mm -hmm. Jerry, Janet, thanks ever so much. Thank you. And we're delighted that you've joined us for this program of Ministry in Motion as well. Why don't you join us next time? We'd love to, to welcome you and have you part of Ministry in Motion. And we'd also like to make a very special offer to you. If you're a pastor, you may be eligible to receive a complimentary subscription to Ministry Magazine. Ministry Magazine is received in more than 200 countries around the world. Pastors of all denominations receive it and are blessed by it. If you'd like to be considered for a complimentary subscription, write into our website. Our website is ministryinmotion.tv. Tell us about your ministry, your church, what you do, and we'd, we'd be delighted to consider you for a complimentary subscription. But until next time, we want you to know that we are praying for your ministry and may God richly bless you.